And welcome to another episode of Dio Talk. I'm Dio. Let's talk. Uh, today I have a returning guest. Uh, you know him as Mr. Bikes Will Save the World. But he is the unstoppable, undeniable Daniel Morte. Welcome to the show, brother. How you doing? I'm doing great, man. Thanks for having me, man. I love that unstoppable line you gave me, man. It, it, it humbles me. Really. I remember that, that's... That's your slogan. You are unstoppable. You're you're doing so many things. It's incredible. From the last time you were here till present time, you have accomplished so much and done so much. Just been uh, keeping busy, man. I mean, one thing about uh, the uh, the pandemic, man. Either you're you're stuck at home or you're keeping busy. And I just I just I'm too much of an extrovert to uh, to be staying at home. So I just try to do as much as I can. You know, I think I've been probably doing too much actually. So you know, <laughs> I'm learning. I'm learning. I'm not the best. Uh, 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 I'm, le- I'm I'm learning new things, and I'm learning new things about myself during this time period. And it's been a really awesome experience to do that. Actually, I feel like after the past uh, few years with everything that's been going on, I'm growing to be someone that I'm supposed to be. Finally, or what I wanted to be when I was a kid. Yes, yes. Boom! I love that. It's it's been an incredible journey. I've I've definitely have the honor and pleasure of watching you grow as a person, you know, all the things you're doing. Uh, so like, what's new? What are you doing? What's on your agenda besides growing up things? <laughs> cause, um, cause you, you have a lot, you have so much you're doing. Yeah. I mean, on a personal level, I'm trying to get a bunch of certificates for, for work. Uh, I'm really, really lucky that my, uh, one of my, one of my jobs reopened after COVID. So I nice. really got to be hired back. So it took away a little bit of my riding time, but it's mm. it's so worth it. I'm just trying to get a few certificates for that, as well as uh, I'm still on the board for Bike JC. We got, nice. Dope, uh, dope. We finally got the uh, approval to do the Jersey City War Tour again. Um, it's going to be on uh, June 5th. It's going to be on wow. a Sunday. It's like the WrestleMania for Jersey City Biking. It's nice, nice, nice. We're going to go through, the hall. Go through all the wards. It's going to be a really great event. Um, I'm doing a lot of great things with Grove Street Bicycles. We're doing a lot of promotions. I've been hosting their rides almost every Sunday. Uh, we ride up at least to George Washington Bridge. But we've been getting a lot of roadies on this. So we go even farther. We actually did Bear Mountain a few times on that. Nice, that was like nice. Miles. Yeah. yeah. Wow. And, yeah, and I'm doing another ride to Philadelphia for my birthday. You know, so. nice. It's it, it's become like an annual thing for you, right? Yeah, uh, we we did it last year. It was the second time we did it, and then we realized this is a tradition now. Yeah, you know, when we started the first time, it was like let's just do it, and then the second time, not only we were there, we, I have a friend Renata. She's really awesome. We stayed at her house because she lives a block away from Gino's. So as we made a toast, we were like, "Yo, this is a tradition now. We're gonna do this as we're gonna do this as many times as we can on June, around the second or third week of June, because um, my birthday as well as my best friend Jeff Feinberg, it's his birthday like the day before. So it's gonna be great. Yeah, you know, Jeff Feinberg. He's the uh, F, and I'm the M, so that's why it's the MF and ride. Now, what you think? (laughs) That's dope. Wow, man. How from from the last time we spoke, right? And I had you on the podcast, like till now present, right? Mm-hmm. What what has 
bikes will save the world done. Like it's because it's present. It's immense now. It's undeniable. I would say we that fundraiser we did last year for uh, the MF ride, we raised over about three grand for a nonprofit called Ride Upgrades, which is an awesome nonprofit that gets kids in inner cities into competitive cycling. So we did that. We have merch out apparel. I've been doing a lot of uh, personal training workouts and stuff like that. It's been uh, a growing thing, a growing phase. We've been working closely with uh, Bike JC to help out uh, in any way we can to promote cycling uh, safety, as well as uh, we did a ride to Trenton, actually. Uh, Bike JC hosted this ride to uh, protest the Essex Hudson Greenway so it can be approved. And so we can actually have a bike trail from Jersey City all the way to Montclair, which would be a part of the bigger greenway that takes you all the way to Florida. So that's going to be a great cross country trip uh, on one of these days. But we did that uh, ride and it was an amazing, amazing experience. I tried to ride back, but then I learned uh, you should never make the ride more than what it is. You know, Mm. turning 60 miles into 120 that day was not in the cards. Um, (laughs) But don't worry, I did 100 miles later on that week. Uh, but um, yeah, we were, do- we're doing a lot and uh, there's so much potential to do more. And that's what I'm really excited about. It's one of the reasons why I had to like take a moment to really put the ducks in a row to see what we can accomplish and how hard we can go at this. Wow. Wow. Isn't it, isn't it amazing that like you went from like just a slogan, an idea uh, a thought right to now literally living your dream and still building because it's, it's every year it gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. Yeah. I am still amazed on what has happened. And most importantly, I feel like I'm just getting started. Or I feel like I'm still at the cusp. Uh, I've been getting these, um, these moments where I'm thinking back on when I was 28 and when I'm, you know, I'm going to be 39 in a, in a month. Wow. And when I was 28 going on 29, knowing that 30 is right there. Uh, I was in such fear, insecurities. Uh, I was really worried on not achieving what I thought I should be achieving at, at 30 years because having my parents, you know, they, they, at the end of the day, they want what's best for you. Yeah. Um, but uh, the the idea of what they want for me, and I knew I wasn't close achieving achieving it at that time, uh, had me a certain certain doubts and certain fears. And now, ten years later, uh, I am looking forward to being forty. I I feel like there's so much more that I can do. I feel like I'm just getting started. It's it's an amazing amazing experience, the, wow. especially the last few years. Yes, that's beautiful because like I know when you first started this journey, like it started out off as you just mental health, helping your mental, you know, and then you started bike saves the uh, bikes will save the world, and then one person joined you. And then another, and then another. Like, talk to me about how, how, in your experience, what what this that you have created has helped other people. It got more people into cycling. It got more people into a community of of like minded people to continue to cycle. One of my favorite uh, interactions that ever happened is uh, I made a lot of shirts, apparel's, uh, you know on sale at bikes of the world.com. Um, 
and I was slapping stickers everywhere. And I was riding alongside the Gothels Bridge in Elizabeth, New Jersey. Uh, this is awesome route where you can ride from Jersey City all the way to Gothels and back. Um, and I just slap a sticker there just for the hell of it. And then a couple of days later, someone I've never met, someone I don't know, uh, who got into cycling himself. His name is Steve. He goes by the Biking Fireman um because he's a fireman he bikes to work all the time I, I love the guy and then he just you know took a picture of it posted it on and you know i was just in, in shock i was really in shock because i i still was not realizing that this was developing momentum this yeah movement and uh when we did when bike jc did an event uh called the ghost um the ghost bike ride where we actually went to various different parts of the city where we have ghost bikes to honor any body that was killed um riding a bike you know yeah, yeah. i met him you know and he had on a bikes to save the world hoodie that i i have on sale at my website and we just connected and a couple of weeks ago we uh, met up at the same bridge take a photo of just where this connection started, you know, uh, simply because two guys love to ride bikes. Um, I love the fact that I have really good people in my life right now, simply because I enjoy riding a bike and they do too. So it's great. My best friend's a cyclist. My accountant is a cyclist. <laughs> my friend who gave me advice on stocks is an accountant. Um, <laughs> uh, my girlfriend, she, uh, uh, she, she just started riding, but she's always the support vehicle for whenever I do big rides. I'm like, I don't do Yes. She just like, you know, volunteers and it's awesome. You know, uh, she's doing it again for the MFM ride in June. So nice, nice, nice. Whoa. That's, that's amazing, Dan. You're like, wow. Wow. You did, you, 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 uh, was it you? Was it you? Uh, I read something about you guys did something with the mayor. Yes, there's always this set. Uh, this there's one day out of the year. There's this ride to work event where you know Steve Phillips at the Heights because he lives there. Uh, we meet up there. We talk about um, traffic issues and, and cycling issues. Jersey City is still a growing city. Uh, there's the infrastructure is consistently changing, and a lot of us are advocating for more bike lanes, bike safety regulations. Because uh, people can get hit real easily in this town. Yeah, yeah, that's very true. Um, so you know, we had that session where we were there talking to him about what we think we can do to make you know Jersey City safer. And as well, while we were riding all the way down to downtown Jersey City to work, you know, it was a great, a great, great experience. Uh, it allowed me to understand that you know there are people that listen to what we need and what can make this city a, a better place. And I think you know being able to have uh, alternative transportation such as cycling would be really great. Nice. Nice. Talk to me. Like you mentioned, you, you were, you're on the board now, like for people like me, they don't know, right. That, uh, or just in general, anyone that that's moving to Jersey city, right. In what way does the board help uh, future riders? Well, future riders will continue to get more bike lanes, we are constantly advocating for more bike safety. We provide resources on learning how to fix your bike, how to ride a bike. I, I even taught someone how to ride a bike. Another thing that I've, I've been doing this past year, I taught wow. two people how to ride a bike. I wrote an That's article. Um, you know, and um, a lot of this can, is 
always connected with not only my bike club, but with Bike JC. And it gives an opportunity for people who are coming into this town to understand that there's alternative ways to get around this town. Uh, traffic and cars is still a huge issue. And until that infrastructure is changed, we have a really good, reliable source access of transportation, which is cycling. Uh, and I just feel like the city needs to embrace it. And we're getting more people that are embracing it themselves. That's one thing I love about Bikes Who Save the World. People who didn't think about riding at first just got into riding. And were like, this is so convenient. They ride to work. And one of my friends, I would say, um, because of everything I was doing with Bike JC, with Grove Street, uh, with the Major Taylor Cycling Club, in terms of that article, he was like, yo, I want to get a bike to do what you do. And then like a couple of, I think like a year later, no, not even a year later, maybe like nine months after that conversation, you know, he's like, yo, I got a new bike. Let's ride. And so we rode together, uh, me and my friends, uh, we put him through a hurt locker, I would say, you know, he wasn't expecting that. <laughs> I was expecting 75 miles that day, <laughs> you know? So, you know, that's another thing, camaraderie, friendship, a community of people that are like-minded who are about positive energy and about, you know, just being able to have an accessible resource such as cycling um, in their hands. Nice. Nice. But like you're an, exp- you're, you're considered to be like an uh, experienced writer, right? This far. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, for somebody that that would like to start writing, right, that sees this video or come across you on social media or meet somebody that meet, knows you, like, what advice would you give them to to start writing? Uh, first of all, buy a helmet, always. Boom. Safety yeah. first. Safety first, yes. There's been a few times, uh, I'm not even going to lie, there's probably four times this year I did not ride. I rode without a helmet, and I'm not going to lie, I was terrified every single time. I don't know whether it's because I'm just getting older, but, you know, just I just uh, I really just don't want to be reckless like that. Uh, so always buy a helmet. And also, this was very when I was learned, teaching someone how to ride a bike, uh, someone who's much older than me, who has been a rider all of his life, just said they have to learn how to fall first. And that makes mm. such perfect sense uh, because so many people fear falling that when they do fall, they fall horribly. And the next thing you know, that's when they start breaking things. So learning how to roll over onto your shoulder once you fall is probably an essential thing. So find a grassy area with your bike and just, you know, practice how to roll off the bike uh, if you happen to fall or if you lose uh, control. Um, That is probably more important than anything else, because like if you're if you're in a situation where, you know, you're you might fall and you just don't know what to do. Yeah then put your hands out in front. And then by doing that, you're putting so much force on your wrist to where you might hurt, injure, sprain, or even break your wrist, you know, right, stuff right. like that. Um, and yeah, I would say that. Um, and also uh, learn how to fall, wear a helmet, and don't wear headphones. Boom. Yes, yeah. yes. There's a lot of people that do that for some reason. I mean, yeah. They, I'm not they're in the, yeah, they're, they're in the zone, right? I get mm-hmm. it. But I see when I'm riding to Jersey City, uh, especially downtown, like I see them. Right. And it just like I don't know. I I don't know what you call it, but like it it gets me fear and I'm not them. Yes. Yes. Um, Yeah. I'm not a big fan of that as well. Uh, I I see people riding with one uh, earphone on. That makes perfect sense. Um, And it's always the ear that is the ear that's available 
that's where traffic is at. So it's always on their right. But um, um, yeah, I've seen, actually what gets on my nerves actually is uh, runners who ride, who run on the bike uh, lane. Yeah, so yeah. That's actually really dangerous because like you don't know when these, where these bikes are coming from and then their, their reaction once they f- you know, feel you ride past could be very dangerous. So I would say uh, really, really make sure that your, your, your sense of awareness is alert at all times when you're riding a bike. So don't wear headphones, you know? Yeah, I feel that 100%. Um, I want to talk a little bit about um, what are the, like, you're, you're an active advocate in Jersey City, right? You're not just somebody doing stuff. You're active in the community from supporting small businesses, uh, just helping people in general progress, right? Um, w- when it comes to the issues in writing, uh, in writing, what are the main issues going on in Jersey City right now? that people need to be aware of and, and try to put their parts and better it? I would say some of the issues we have to deal with is um, definitely bike safety, bike lanes, being aware of riders on the road. Uh, a lot of people are driving recklessly too fast for no reason. Like yes. you're not going anywhere. You're riding to a red light. You have to understand that when you're in a car, especially if you're dealing with tra- rush hour traffic, you're riding to a red light. So when that rider is on the side of you, you know, give him a little space. And if you can't go around him, you can wait until there's enough space. You can. But a lot of people don't really do that. Um, it, it grinds my gears and it puts everybody in jeopardy. Um, there's a lot of rules and regulations that are trying to be um, organized so that we won't have these fears. That's why there's a lot of protected bike lanes now. You know, uh, a lot of people complain that it's taking a lot of parking or taking less, uh, it's changing the infrastructure to make traffic even worse. But I'm like, tra- traffic is always going to be worse. Traffic is always going to be bad. We invest billions of dollars uh, on these roads uh, to, 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 so that there can be more cars. Not that there can be uh, easier traffic, because if there's easier traffic, that means it's going to be more cars because people yeah. are like, oh, it's easy. So I'm going to go here. And then it was fun while it lasted when it was a really straight shot to get to where you need to go. Now there's a lot more traffic because there's a lot more cars. So having an alternative source of transportation that is safe for everyone is important. From the little kid that wants to ride to school to the grandmother that wants to ride to her grandkids. You know, like it's it's very essential that these resources need to be need to be influenced as well as you know pass so that there can be that outlet so there can be less cars so that people can drive a lot easier i mean having more bikes means there's less cars on the road so you won't complain about traffic parking and you know the crappy you know just the infrastructure of the city i think that's essential um just letting them be safe i think um there's a lot of stuff you know i can go on and on and on yeah 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 i get it it's um yeah, there's a there's a lot of uh, as I've driven around, I see I've seen a lot of like white bikes. Like too much of that's going on. It's very sad, and it's and it's most the most the most of the ones I've seen are just kids. Yeah, makes it even sadder. Yeah, there was a uh, there was a ghost bike. We did this event where we rode around um, to freshen up all the ghost bikes. We did it in Newark. We did it in um, 
in Jersey City too. Shout out to Patrick Conlon, the former president of Bike JC, who put that uh, together. Like that man is amazing. And that was a very emotional time because every single bike had a story. And there was this one on Tonley Avenue that was really, really, really sad. Uh, two kids on a track bike, they went down a hill uh, into the middle of traffic in Tonley Avenue, killed instantly. Like just that bike, because they were kids, that bike was really mm-hmm. tough to be around. And, um, you know, it's it's something that I think about quite often when I'm on the road. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm at a point now where I feel more safer on a bike than I do in a car because I see, like, almost a near accident with a car every time I ride every day, a near accident. And I see one accident at least once a week, you know. But, you know, I just feel like with everything that's going on with the city and how it's changing in infrastructure, like, you know, bike safety needs to be uh, at one of the main priorities of the city so that you know, transportation can be easier so people can go to work in a different fashion, yeah. healthier fashion, and not fear for their lives because, like, you know, it's if they're a, riding. Yeah. That's yeah. it's, it's a lot of reckless drivers out there. Like, it's fearful. Yeah. Like, and a I'm lot. Not, yeah. And I'm not bashing drivers. I totally understand cars there's a purpose for cars like seriously I, I i shop at bj's i know i need a car every now and then you know like but uh it's just there needs to be a better communication between uh cycling commuters walkers as well and drivers you know so that we could all like just fluidly just go where we need to go yeah i i was i was the other day i was uh walking i, I think i got off on richard street right and mm-hmm. right next to the richard street is a park and there was this young kid uh, driving in a black Cadillac, mm-hmm. right? Brand new. And you and and it's like a swirl in the park. Yeah. And he would get out and just like gas all the way to the bottom, uh, go up and then uh, all down. Like, and there's people coming out the light rail. And that's scary, right? The sense of responsibility that. Oh man, I just it's it's you know being a dad, right? Puts things yeah. you know put things in perspective for you because you want to live. First of all, you want to do what makes you happy, right? Like yourself riding bikes, right? You want to be able to enjoy these things, but yet you can control yourself. You can control your outcome, but you can't control the outcomes of others. Yes, and, and that's what makes it scary. Yeah. Knock on wood, I had two bad accidents in the, wow, it's been a long time. Uh, in probably 12 years, I've been cycling as a commuter and cycling, you know, on a regular basis. I've only had two bad accidents and one was a hit and run. Like, like I was done with a hundred mile bike ride, actually. And I was literally a block away from home. And then a car just took an illegal uh, right and just. All the time. You know, All yeah. the time. I still live in the hood and they do that shit like. Every other day, like it's, it's, uh, it's scary. Yeah. It's scary. Um, when you, uh, walk me through, like, walk me through when you do these long rides, right? For those who, who are interested in joining you, uh, or thinking about doing it in the future, like walk me, how, how is that process of writing? Like from the, where do you meet? To like, you know, do you take breaks and then you continue or is it a straight ride? Yeah. 
Well, if you really want to find out, almost every almost every Sunday, not this Sunday too, because it's going to be Mother's Day. But um, almost every Sunday, we uh, meet up at front of grocery bicycles and uh, we do a ride normally to the George Washington Bridge at least. Uh, and depending on who's riding with us, a lot of times uh, it's mostly roadies, road cyclists. These are people that can do 20, 30 miles on a bike. They can be at a pace of like maybe nine to 10 miles an hour. So lately it has been them, which has been great, which makes me as well as uh, the staff of Grocery Bicycles wants to put together a more of a casual ride on the weekdays. So it could be like the nonchalant hybrid riders, you know, to get coffee or whatnot, five, seven miles tops. But with this ride, uh, 8 a.m., we meet up at Grove Street. We uh, take a picture because you got to put it on the gram. And then uh, we start off yeah. We start off with Washington Street, go into Hoboken. And then once we go into Hoboken, we go on the waterway uh, up until we get to River Road. And then once we get to River Road, it's more of a straight shot. And that's when the pace starts getting picked up. Um, it's a casual ride up until then because, like, you know, you're, 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 you're handling traffic properly. You're, you're, you're just checking on who can ride, who's, you know, who has a certain amount of speed, who doesn't look like they're about to die just yet. Uh, and then once River Road hits, uh, the pace gets picked up from like maybe six miles an hour. Um, I try to keep the ride around uh, no more than 12 when we're on that part, because once you get to uh, uh, Fort Lee, there is a hill. Mm, yes. Bridge. That hill is what tests you. That hill allows you to know where you're at. And there is no shame in walking that hill up. It's, you know, it happens. It took me a very long time to get up that hill. Uh, it took me even longer to get up that hill on, on a one gear bike. But, um, you know, after you do that hill, after we get up there, we either go through Palisade Park, which is an amazing, amazing uh, route to ride. There's a lot of rolling hills, which is great. It really tests you who you are. And it gets you all the way to the border of Rockland, uh, Rockland County which is like a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful town. And uh, either that or you go on 9W, which is like once you pass the bridge, you go past another bike shop called Strictly's, and then it's a straight shot on 9W. That route can take you. I have a goal one of these years to ride that route all the way up to Albany, New York. Wow. Yeah. That's and that, true. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's going to be an adventure. And that's where... Uh, you get to learn a lot about pace, pace lining. You see a lot of cyclists on that road. You see a lot of uh, groups of cyclists like literally lined up. And that's what a pace line is. It's like the person in front is maxing out in all power me, and while the person in the back is just coasting because the wind resistance uh, is, is changed. is different from him. He's not dealing with too, so much wind so he could rest. But once you slowly change riders and then the person in the back is the person in the front, that's when he's, you know, Mm-hmm. hauling his tail and it's going as, as fast as he can keeping a certain uh miles per hour at full force so it's a i try to do that a lot in some of my rides but then there are some rides where it's just a casual ride we're just doing no more than 10 miles an hour and we uh i would say like every 20 miles i try to take a stop we normally go to this coffee shop that's really awesome that's on route 9w called 9w market mm. uh, absolutely amazing food and uh, we either ride back or we keep going. Sometimes we go to Nyack. Sometimes we go to Haverstraw. I've done Bear Mountain on this ride. I would love to do, uh, what's the name of that town? Newburgh, actually, because there's a brewery there that I've always wanted to check out. Nice. Yeah. yeah. And, nice. Uh, there's other, yeah. and there's other rides that I do as well. The MF and ride, uh, 
every 20 miles we take a break uh, we fuel up on water uh, we just check to see we stretch first that's another thing always stretch before we do <laughs> anything i don't know whether it's i'm getting old but trust me first thing you do when you get out of bed okay is stretch seriously stretch and then coffee <laughs> in that order in that order in fact, I need to get my coffee maker set up to my uh, Google Home so I could be like, hey, Google, make coffee. And then boom, you know, and then <laughs> a lot of coffee being brewed. When you like when you go on these long rides, so like you guys have a, a finish point and then from there you like, um, I imagine you take public transportation or whoever got the car and, and bounce back yeah, home. Well, yeah, it depends on uh, the route. Sometimes I like to make my routes round trip. Uh, I'm a fan of riding to the ride, then doing the ride and riding back. So a lot of my own rides are round trip. But with uh, stuff like, I did one ride where we rode from Jersey City all the way to, what's the name of that town? Poughkeepsie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we definitely took the train, you know. We, uh, <laughs> so, you know, and then by then, we, most of the time it's always public transportation. But uh, I do this <clears> ride <throat> every year. It, uh, this ride particularly is called my WrestleMania. It's uh, all the way f- starting from Brooklyn, New York, and we go all the way to the end of Montauk, which is in Long Island. So it's 125 miles. Uh, the Major Taylor Cycling Club does this ride every year, and it's my WrestleMania. Uh, shout out to Derica Hedden, who's the president of Major Taylor, and she's doing a phenomenal job because bikes will save the world, and she's one of the soldiers that are are helping that uh, crusade. And there's normally this big bus that uh, ships us back to Brooklyn once it's all over. So it's not like we're stranded in, in, in Montauk. Dude, I still don't understand. Like you do so much and then you go on these long rides, right? Like how's your, your recovering process? Like, I'm not gonna lie. If it, if the rides on a Sunday is tough, cause I still got work Monday morning. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But uh, the recovery is uh, first of all stretching. Uh, I have foam rollers. You gotta you gotta really take care of your body. Flexibility is key. I work out. I work out now more than ever. Uh, uh, luckily, I'm in, my occupation is in that field, so that's mm-hmm. really good. So I do a lot of leg workouts. Do a lot of stretching. A lot of cardio. A lot of cardio, as you can tell. Um, and uh, just just making sure my body's okay for riding, and also being cautious of what I eat. That has been a huge factor. Uh, so no more bacon, no more burgers. Uh, th- you can still have that, just <laughs> when, just when is important. Yeah, you know, don't have that the night before. I learned that the hardest. Yes, hard. yes, <laughs> yes. Seriously, um, I normally fuel up uh, with pasta before a uh, uh, really big. Really? Yeah, fuel up on pasta, uh, carbs because uh, you're going to need them when you're yes, yes. burning a lot of that off. I have a lot of like small snacks uh, that are in my bag while I'm um, riding. When I did the uh, Montauk ride, the only thing I did at rest stops was fuel up, uh, was pack my water bottles with more water, fuel up with uh, as many um, cliff bars as possible, and I jumped back on the road. Like I didn't even wait for anybody. I wasn't chilling or anything like that. I wanted to make sure I did this ride as quickly as possible. Um, and that's... Uh, that mindset of like trying to get it done is a, a big, big, big factor. You should not ever think about how many miles you did. You just got to think of just finishing that one mile. And then there's another mile ahead of you. Never think about when is this over. Think about just finishing that last mile. 
you know, and 125 miles later, you'll be there. Wow. We need a we need to make a documentary on this and sell it to Netflix. We need to do something. I want it. I find it. Listen, I find it remarkable, right? Because at one point it was just you writing. It was just you solo, uh, working at the shit towers. You know, no <laughs> gear, no gear. You know, you had oh, bring it back memories. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah, it was just you. All day you, and yet fast forward to present, it's not you no more. You're not alone no more. Mm-hmm. You've inspired so much people. You, you've created so much unity, right? Like, it's beautiful. It, it, that right there needs to be documented. I, I really appreciate that. Um, I really do. Like, it means it really means a lot, especially coming from you. We, we've been through some craziness uh, yeah. in that uh, little job we, we had to experience. And look at us full full circle. You know, you, you you're doing some big things too, man. You know, soon to get your black belt. And- <laughs> it's, a long, it's a long time for that. <laughs> what you get there, man? You get One there. day, hey, you know. But uh, I just uh, I I just really appreciate the fact that I discovered this at this point in my life. Discovered cycling, and if I can introduce it to other people, I remember. I had an experience. I'm I'm such a fan of cycling that I, I forget that some of my friends enjoy driving. <laughs> so there's times <laughs> where some of my friends are like, "Yo, shut up!" Being a joy snatcher. You know? <laughs> pictures of them in a car. I'm just like, my anxiety is like, "Why you're there? Get on a bike." Um, but um, no, I just I really enjoy cycling a lot. And the best part about it is finding out um, how cycling has been growing with people of color, mm. uh, which has been a great experience to see. Uh, um, when I became a member of the Major Taylor Cycling Club, my first ride with them, um, I think I probably said in the last podcast, I saw like I saw like eighty black superheroes together. Yes, yes, yes. Taking, taking taking the lane, people cheering us on. It was just an amazing feeling to see, and then it just grew and grew and manifested uh, into so much more. And when I did the MF ride and seeing so many different people of backgrounds and and and, and, and religions and beliefs and genders uh, together to ride in Philadelphia, yeah, I didn't know three of the people that was on that bike ride with me. Four of them never done a hundred miles. I think yeah, I think six of them was like, oh, I'm just gonna go to Princeton, and then that's it. And they were like, no, we can still keep going, you know, to see that. And it's, and there's no there's no the the drama of the world is not in your brain at all when you're riding and sometimes you need that piece sometimes you need to get off your phone to get off facebook to get off instagram to get off uh, the news whatever like conspiracy theory podcast you might be a fan of you know it's it, it having that moment is essential and to see that with so many people of color and so many you know different races and genders like it's such a beautiful thing like i'm a member of the major taylor cycling club major taylor uh, at the end of the day, it was uh, a, a guy in Indiana grew up very poor, and then he became the second, I think, the second Black world champion, and he did it wow. in cycling, and the first one doing it in cycling. And, you know, what he did was so remarkable, uh, a bunch of Black riders were like, we're going to name our club after him. And then it actually turned into a big international club now. You know, there are charters of Major Taylor all over uh, the country, and what's amazing was two months ago this woman that i rode with she is from taiwan and she was a member of major taylor 
she went back to Taiwan. And two months ago, she founded the major Taylor Cycling Club of Taiwan. Wow. That just blew my mind. I, I text her, I am going to ride that. I am going to do your inaugural ride. I will find a way to get there. That's amazing to me. I, I, I would love to have a legacy like that, where like a country I've never been to is 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 is, is repping my name like that's an amazing feat to have like yeah see, yeah oh from just riding a bike I, it reminds you of how simple the world can be you know yes like, yes 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 yeah. <laughs> yes yeah um damn yeah man uh one last question before we go are are you doing tournaments tours are you are you doing some of these these activities I don't do enough. I would say that uh, I would love to do professional cycling, but also at the same time, the amount of discipline and uh, uh, that requires from it. Uh, uh, I, I definitely have to get into that mindset. Uh, I have multiple jobs. So it's like, it's, you say you're you, just like you said, I'm doing too much. Yeah. I would definitely have to, to either be, to, to, to definitely sacrifice a lot to get into a tournament to to get my mind ready to get my body ready to do something really well, let, let's know, get you yeah. let's get you some sponsors we got to get you some sponsors so you you can leave the nine to five <laughs> you can leave the nine to five you know that's what you need so your mind can be focused on training eating sleeping repeat bicycles yeah i mean and, uh, that hopefully that'll be the goal soon Definitely, that would be the goal. Uh, one thing, another another great thing about this sport is that I'm, like I said, I'm 40 years, old. I'm almost 40 years old. Uh, most cyclists get better when they hit 40. Like, mind you, like football players, like they got to think about retirement once they hit 30. Meanwhile, cyclists mm. just get started with 40. You know, so like my my cycling Yoda, I like to call him the guy who got me into cycling, Sabash. He's like almost 60. I think he's going to be 65 soon, wow. and he's still the fastest man in his age range in the country. Uh, one time we did a ride together and unfortunately like, yeah, I was like, yeah, I'll see you there. <laughs> Cause he just get it. And literally I had a, I had a text him when I was, uh, uh, when I got to the finish line because uh, he was already home. Yeah. Ready for bed. <laughs> Relaxing. Yeah. But, uh, but that's the goal actually is just to be able to keep up with people like him. And like, I do, I do want to excel. I'm going to do, there's a lot of stuff that I'm planning on doing actually. Uh, I'm going to do La Vuelta in Puerto Rico in February. Actually. Nice. Nice. Dope. Yeah. La Vuelta is a really awesome ride. It takes three days and you circle the Island, you know? Wow. It's be, uh, an intense ride. I'm, uh, I'm excited for major Taylor's, uh, uh, year of cycling. Uh, I'm trying to organize my own rides as well. Uh, Grove Street every Sunday. We're gonna do Bear Mountain really soon. I like I love doing Bear Mountain because that's one of the closest bike routes that can actually test your abilities as a biker, you know. And it's doing that once a year, it's a good understanding of where you're at. You know, even if you make the attempt, you don't make it, it happens, you know, like you just make it to Nyack, it's all good. Um, but by the end of the year, you'll be able to you can say you at least did it once. I mean, a lot of my friends do it. So it's something that I'm really planning on doing. Um, just a variety of things. I definitely want to get more sponsorships. Definitely want to um, uh, uh, leave the nine to five or at least make it a five to nine, three days a week, maybe, <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. Just enough to keep dental. Um, but um, <laughs> you know, yeah. Oh, you know, that's important, man. Yeah, Seriously. yeah. <laughs> you know? 
you know, just a, a variety of rides. I want to continue doing, um, I want to continue writing uh, about my cycling journey. I did this article for uh, Velo News. Yes, yes. How bikes, you know, basically just saved my life during a, uh, a, a uh, during a time where I just was dealing with like a lot of issues mentally. And it just gave me that focus and drive and being able to write that article. And uh, so many people shared it and they. In which uh, go check it out because he's an incredible writer. <laughs> I, I was, I was astonished. Uh, um, that's why I, I remember texting. Did you write this? Because it, it was well done. Yeah. Like you're, you, I don't know. Yeah, I got uh, I forgot the name of the editor too. I forgot his name, but he was he's so dope. He um he doesn't work for Vela News anymore, but uh he was a really good editor that really helped guide me into the direction of what of how to I had the words, I literally just wrote it out and just blurted out and then he was like, Okay Organized it, structurized it, yeah. Yeah. So he was really awesome on that, you know, and it really helped me my skills as a writer. I want to continue doing that more. So, you know. Uh, I like video uh, blogging about my experience. I'm going to try to put together. Uh, a, I have a lot of material that I want to put together. Just uh, a short snippet of just everything that's been going on for Bikes of Say the World. I, I need see. I need I need a documentary because I need the people to see it. It's 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 beautiful. You, you yeah. like I mean it when in the sense like you were just this kid who eat bacon and drink beer, right? <laughs> <laughs> And smoke cigars, right? And you will ride your damn bike from that shitty job all the way to like uh, you used. To, I don't know if you live there now, but you in front of Christ Hospital around there. Yeah, every there. every yeah. day is like, hey, I can't make it Friday. I got an art gallery to go to, and you ride your bike there. Yeah, and then you you would come. It'll be fucking raining, and you know, it doesn't matter. If it's raining, soaking wet. You got to change the clothes in your locker room. Do it yeah. all over again. And now I'm working at gyms and I still do the same thing. Like I'm, I'm really grateful. I, my jobs now have showers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I have a locker. My dry cleaners is across the street from my job. You know what I'm saying? All the shirt and ties are ready, you know? So it's just great. This is, uh, I, I, I'm really, I'm really happy at this point in my life. Like it's, uh, and it was definitely a journey to get there. And I and the best part about it is that I have good people in my life, and the people that have been with me for like ten years, like you, you know, what I'm saying you have evolved with me, which is great. I am I am grateful for the people that are in my life. I'm grateful for the people that are still in my life, and most importantly, I'm grateful for the people that left my life. Yes, you know, because we couldn't grow together, we couldn't connect together. It allowed space for my growth, for my involvement. And the best part about it, a lot of the people that are in my network now. It's all because of just having a common interest in cycling. Yeah. You know, they appreciate my love of cycling, you know. So it's just, it's it's awesome. It's it's a really amazing thing. Is it, is it incredible? It, 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 all it took was one pedal away yeah. to find this. Mm-hmm. One and pedal away. And that represents everything in life. It's one pedal away. Whatever you want to achieve is one pedal away. Uh, you want to get to, you know, Albany, New York, it's one panel away. You want to achieve, uh, you want to get that that test. You want to pass that test. You want to pass that degree. You want to get that certificate. It's just one one pedal, one step away. And I'm really, 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 and, and, and really grateful that I'm at that point to see it like that now because like so many things were impossible to me. 
you know, and now they don't seem as bad. Tough, difficult, yeah. stressful, you know, but not impossible. Yeah, I mean, anything that's worth it is tough, right? You got to go through that momentum. You got to go through that to 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 accept what you have. Um, before we go, tell the people where they can find you at. Oh yeah, they, you can find me on uh, uh my my Instagram is Kodak Jones. I'm not going to change that. Uh, that was my college Instagram name because I was a <laughs> photographer. You know, still am a photographer. Got to dust off the uh the camera. It's hard to shoot and ride a bike at the same time. So. <laughs> Kodak with a Q. I'll send you all the information, but K-O-D, K-O-D-A-Q-J-O-N-E-Z. Uh, and uh, my Instagram uh, also is Bikes Will Save the World. Uh, you can follow me there. I, and uh, I always updated on things that I'm doing. Um, once again, we're doing the Jersey City War Tour uh, that's coming up. New apparel, new merch coming out. I host rides with Brook Street every Sunday. We're doing a lot of things. I'm doing the MF and Ride again. Um, next year, when I do the MF and Ride for my 40th, it's going to be a big, big deal. We are going to trust me. That's something that I'm going to probably take a sabbatical off work to um, to work on because I want that to be a, a glorious thing. And um, the, and also my website, bikeswithsaytheworld.com, uh, danielmorte.com. You know, I'm teaching fitness classes downtown. Just and uh, yeah, I'm working at Grove Street as well. Come check out bikes. We got some really. We finally got a really good inventory. During COVID, there was nothing. Every bike shop was was empty. Now we have a lot of stuff to sell. Uh, and uh, yeah, just keep keep in touch with me, please. If you're interested in bikes, let me know. Just reach out. You know. Boom. Uh, yeah. Boom. There you go, guys. Uh, Dan, it's been an honor. Thank you for joining me, man. Uh, it's an honor. I owe you a drink, man. We got to hang out, man. Yes, yes. One pedal away. Have a good night, guys. I'm out. Boom.